Welcome to another episode of Jared Talk Sports. Get to it right away. Tom Brady back in New England. He said it was just another game. The game started. It wasn't just another game. As you can tell, Tom Brady, who's been in the biggest games, the toughest situations as a quarterback, being down uh, 38 to 3. I'm sorry, 28 to 3 against Atlanta in the Super Bowl to only bring them back to a historic win. I mean, he's won seven Super Bowls, and he looked more nervous against New England than I've seen him look in a Super Bowl. That's how much it meant to him. And you know, one of the signs of nerves when you're an NFL quarterback overthrowing your players. If you say, oh, it was raining. Well, Mac Jones wasn't overthrowing people. You know, there's he's played in, you know, terrible snow and rain before in conditions, and he's not overthrowing the ball like he did. He was nervous. He wasn't settled until halfway through, looks like, the second half. And look, Mike Evans didn't do him any favors by dropping a first down catch early in the first quarter that would have been at the five-yard line, more than likely would have punched it in. And, it, you know, the game got a lot closer after that. And, of course, Antonio Brown is a tough catch, but both hands on the ball in the fourth quarter dropping a touchdown. So the game ended up being a lot closer than it should have been. But what a game. You know, Sunday night football has gotten really lucky with their primetime games and these great finishes and how close they are. But Tom Brady, just like everything he does, everything he does – uh, turns to gold, even when it was a bad passing performance, about 50% of his passes, which was very unusual. Um, some drops, but a lot of overthrows. I count at least four or five blatant overthrows where he just missed them, which Tom Brady just doesn't do. And uh, But he wins. And not only that, he becomes the league's all-time leader in passing in New England. I mean, come on. You cannot script this any better. His life reads like a, like a over-the-top sports drama that if you read this and you didn't know about Tom Brady, you're like, okay, this would never happen. He would not have a supermodel wife that makes that's you know worth $500 million. No, he would not win six Super Bowls as a six-round pick for the New England Patriots, leave, go to Tampa Bay, the losingest sports franchise of all four major sports um, historically, and take him to win a Super Bowl the very first year. He's 44 years old. He's already having, you know, like one of his best seasons in recent memory, everything just goes his way. And he, I know he puts a lot of hard work into it. I'm rooting for Tom Brady. I'm rooting for any 44-year-old quarterback that's playing at this level because it's like, this doesn't happen. This has never happened before. But for him to break that record in front of Bill Belichick in New England and all those fans, love it. Love it, love it, love it. And look at Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady. He has a losing record for his entire coaching career as a head coach without Tom Brady, and now 1-3. and three. Okay, Mac Jones looked good. If you're a Patriots fan, did he look good? Yes. Is it misleading? 100%. You know how a lot of the rookies looked good in preseason? Well, they were playing against second and third and fourth string defenses. All right, so the Bucks front seven, for the most part, healthy. Secondary, decimated. You know about Richard Sherman, out of the league for almost a year, wasn't playing football until Wednesday, and he gets the start, and they just picked on him nonstop. Two more injuries to an already depleted secondary. By the end of the game, there was third and fourth string cornerbacks and safeties in the game. So Mac Jones, yes, he looked good. They couldn't run the ball. It's not his fault. He looked good, but you got to remember, it's against second, third, and fourth string secondary. Safeties, cornerbacks, misleading. I mean, 
he looked poised and he was accurate and he made the throws, but all you know, all the narrative, all the sports guys say the same thing. Ooh, Mac Jones, wow, yeah, Tom Brady won and all that, but Mac Jones, wow, he looked great. Yeah, he, he made throws against guys who don't normally start. It's easier to make completions when you have your first string receivers going against second, third, and fourth string safeties and cornerbacks. So anyway, I like Mac Jones. I think he's the type of quarterback you want. He doesn't typically make mistakes. Although there should have been picked by uh, their linebacker White late in the game, but he doesn't make mistakes. He's very accurate. They say he's hardworking. He's smart. You gotta love all those things. But they're everyone talking about how great he is after the game. Please, Tom Brady had a trash game and still won. That's how good Tom Brady is. He had a terrible game overall and they still won, including basically two touchdowns dropped that he hit receivers right in their hands. Other takeaways from Week Four of the NFL. First of all, Vegas have they ever been more wrong? I mean, if you go by Vegas lines so far this year, if you're like in a pick'em league, you're probably at 500. They are not hitting at what they normally hit at. Some takeaways: uh, the Bengals much improved. Joe Burrow is for real. He's one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. He can he can do it all, and he their roster has improved. But man, it shows a difference with him in there now. They're at three and one. Of course, they beat a in overtime. I mean, it's not or a last-second play with um, the Jaguars, who, you know, I think Urban Meyer's going to be gone before you know it. Like, he'll choose to leave. Uh, Washington, the NFC East is weak, although the Cowboys look good. Um, they won, so they're going to be in the hunt for a while. Henneke, Taylor Henneke, three touchdowns against, a, you know, a bad Falcons team, but he had some clutch throws, so really improved after the after getting decimated and having a bad game, or at least a bad half against the Buffalo Bills. Which leads me to the Buffalo Bills. Their last three weeks, they're on a tear, blowing out teams, including the aforementioned Washington football team. They made the Texans, who are terrible, look terrible, forty to nothing, and then they had a blowout, I believe, against the Vikings, like thirty-five to nothing the week before. So they're hitting their stride early. If they can stay healthy. I think they might be the team to beat in the AFC. Um, Bears, Lions, who cares? Justin Fields was improved. Cowboys, Panthers. Darnold's two interceptions, two turnovers, really uh, swung that game towards the Cowboys. But the Panthers, as a young team, on the road, um, giving up a 20-point third quarter, but then made it close. I mean, it got to the point where they're one possession away from tying the game. So the Panthers, I still think, are for real. They're a, a team on the ascend. The Cowboys, of course. If Dak Prescott is healthy, they're going to win the NFC East. It's not even going to be close. Dak Prescott is playing with a lot of confidence, as he should, um, he's had time to think about it after his injury, and he has so many weapons and a, and a lot to prove. Signed a big contract, got hurt right away. Colts-Dolphins game, who cares? If you like the Colts-Dolphins, neither one of them are going to be in the playoffs. Browns, interesting team. Their defense is the story. I didn't think their defense would be the story this year as opposed to their offense with two great running backs. I know uh, Jarvis Landry's hurt, and so they have – they're down one of their good receivers, but they have so many weapons and only score 14 points. Um, a little surprising. Their scoring has been down a little bit as of late, but their defense only allowed the Vikings seven points at home. And then the Vikings have weapons. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I mean, they got great running backs. Surprise uh, result from the weekend, the Giants beating the Saints. The Saints are a Jekyll and Hyde team, and what should we expect, I guess? Jameis Winston is your quarterback, and Tampa Bay, he was 8-8 eight and eight 
Look good some weeks, look great some weeks. Next week, look terrible. Although one of the runs of the year, short runs, Taysom Hill, take a look at it, running over most of the Giants' defense to score a touchdown. Uh, Zach Wilson got his first win against the Titans. He has all... I would rather have him than any other rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones or anybody. Put him on a decent to good team. He's going to put up huge, huge numbers. He's with a very bad Jets team, a very weak roster, and... He keeps him in games. He's kept him in some games this year. Of course, he had a terrible game against the Patriots, but he keeps him in games. They got their first win. I think Zach Wilson, gosh, if he's on any other team, uh, the things he could do. If he's on the Washington football team, I would love that. I'm obviously a fan of that. I think a lot of teams that have good defenses and, and some weapons, they would like to have someone like Zach Wilson and the Jets. Obviously, hopefully they won't squander this opportunity and build from here over the years. The Titans should not have lost to the Jets, but they did. Uh, Chiefs' defense still looks bad. Uh, gave a lot of yards to the Eagles, but they did go on to win. Tyreek Hill, another huge game. 11 receptions, 186 yards, and three touchdowns. If the Chiefs can have a middle-of-the-road defense, they'll win the Super Bowl. Right now, they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Cardinals, I was wrong. I thought that the Rams would beat them. I thought it would be a good game, but I thought the Rams would beat them easily. Cardinals remain the highest-scoring team in the NFL, 37-20. to um, Matthew Stafford looked good in the game, but Kyler Murray, early favorite now for the MVP. I mean, they are the most entertaining team to watch on offense. 37-20 to 20 against a good Rams defense and a good Rams team. Seahawks and 49ers, slugfest, 28-21. That division is so difficult. Uh, Russell Wilson's, so far to me, having a down year, but was able to pull out the victory. I had a good game, three touch, t- uh, three total touchdowns against the 49ers. Those games are close. They're, they're typically close. Um, usually the team with the ball last seems to, to win, but that was a good game. Uh, the Ravens got lucky that, and then you don't hear this very often, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. He's a guy that can manage games. He got hurt, concussion. What a terrible hit he took right to the helmet. He's out with a concussion for this whole second half, and the Broncos didn't look the same in the second half. The Ravens are obviously a good team, and it's good to see the Ravens beat a team with a really, really stout and good defense. Packers-Steelers, the Steelers are a mess. Uh, they had a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, Big Ben's looking like he should have retired. And the Packers, three wins in a row after their stinker, and stinker, who says that? Their stinker in the <laughs> week one of the regular season. Uh, and then last night, Bucks patriots so the NFL is crazy, as it always is, and that's why we watch. You just never know week to week. You don't expect the Jets to win. You know, you don't expect the Bears to, well, you expect them to beat the Lions, but you don't expect them to, to easily win like they did after they looked so bad the week before. Um, Cowboys are on fire, and um, we've got a lot of interesting storylines that will unfold as the week goes on. And, of course, with uh, Monday Night Football, I like to see what the Raiders and Chargers will do tonight. The Chargers at home, their defense is the story, even with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is fantastic. Um, If you're starting a franchise after Patrick Mahomes, I think you would go with Justin Herbert as your starting quarterback of anyone in the NFL at his age and his skill set. I mean, this guy's incredible. And then Derek Carr, with him and Kyler Murray, I think are the odds-on favorite right now. If the season ends today, it'd be between those two guys for the MVP. So it should be, it should be, a good game. We'll see how it goes. The Chargers are favored to win by three at home. Uh, but the Raiders, man, they've played some close games, and they've been able to win all of them. 
Derek Carr averaging, I believe, 390 yards a game, something like that, or 370 yards of passing a game. Incredible so far, beginning of the season. Already has 1,200 yards in three games. So, yeah, he's averaging over 400 yards a game. All right, those are my quick, brief takeaway, uh, takeaways from week four of the NFL. Love the NFL. It only gets better and better and better. And so week four, that's the first chapter in my book of four long chapters of the NFL season. A lot can change. There's teams now that are losing. That could There'll be one or two that will turn the corner, and there's teams that are winning. That all of a sudden, you're like, what happened to my team? All right, thank you for listening to my podcast. A reminder to subscribe to Jared Talk Sports wherever you get your podcast. Hit subscribe. At one point, it, that will be the only place you can get it. Jared and, Jared and Katie, that's my, our morning show. Jared Talk Sports podcast, um, daily updated podcast, and I seriously appreciate you listening. Thank you.